This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. For the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. one man whose life story cannot be separated from the development of the western United States. The tale of his deeds is not to be found in the written records of those days, but has been repeated through the generations until the people of seven western states honor the memory of the masked rider of justice. Wherever he appeared, the cause of justice was served. And now, once more, a thrilling story of the phantom figure of the plains. The Lone Ranger rides again. Harry Silver, I saw those bright lights of yours. Crooked gamblers are running the town of mudflats. As the Lone Ranger rode by on Silver, he was hurrying toward Mud Flats. In all the West, no town had a worse reputation. Though smaller than Dodge City, it was filled with gamblers and crooks of every description. Honest people found difficulty making a living. And as the sheriff had been elected by the town's worst element, there was little chance to correct the situation. In the first scene of our Lone Ranger drama... Fifteen-year-old Tommy Goodwin, 
He's walking down the main street. His steps are slow, and his eyes fixed upon the ground. When his father speaks to him suddenly, he looks up in fear. Tommy, where in thunder have you been? Your ma and me was worried half sick about you. Oh, oh, pa. Have any trouble? No, no, not, not exactly, but I... Where have you been all this time? We sent you out four hours ago to pay over that cash to the storekeeper. Yeah, I, I know. You paid him, didn't you? Well, Tom, I... Um, look at me. What's the matter with you? I, I didn't mean to do nothing, Pa. I, Did I... you pay our bill at the store? I, I was going to. Did you or didn't you? No. You didn't pay it? No, I, I didn't. Why not? You know blame well what we had to do to get that cash. I had to settle the jewels your ma's been treasuring ever since we left Virginia. We had to pay that bill. We won't get no more credit at the store. I, I knew it, Pa. Why didn't you pay? Where have you been all this time? I, I met Harv Riggs. Riggs? That gambling crook? Yeah, he, he stopped and spoke to me, and, and we got talk. He said some mighty fine things about you, Pa. Oh, dirty coyote never had a good word for me in his life. Oh, but he did. We got to talking, and, and he was going to tell me about some of the things you'd done in the army. Then what? Well, I was listening, and the first thing I knowed, we was inside the cafe. Riggs' place? Yeah. And he got you to gambling and took the cash? Well, not at first. You see, we we just cut cards for high cards. For a nickel. For a nickel a cut, huh? Yeah, and, and I won. I won most a dollar cutting cards, and then, then he said I had to give him a chance to get the dollar back. <laughs> a dirty, scheming rat. I, I still don't know, Pa, how it happened, but well, the first thing I knowed, we, we were sort of cutting for more and more money, and the next thing I knowed, I was broke. You go on home. Pa, I, I didn't mean to... You go home and tell your ma I'll be along in a little while. I'm going to call on Harv Riggs. That skunk's gone too far. He ain't satisfied robbing every grown man in town. He's got to pick up kids your size. Get to home now. Tell your ma I'll be along by and by. I'm going in and see that polecat. <laughs> that just about cleaned you out, Pard. I'm sorry. Yeah, you look sorry, Briggs. Drop in again sometime, and I'll give you the chance to win your money back. Well, I hope to gosh I know it'll keep out of this place when I get any more money. Goodbye, and good luck to you. Good luck don't mean nothing around a place like this. <laughs> Briggs, I want to speak to you. Well, if it ain't Bart Goodwin. Have a chair, Bart. I'll do my talking on two feet. You've been telling my boy things about me in the army, huh? Yeah, and he was sure interested. And you got him in a game and robbed him. Fifty dollars you took from him, Riggs. I want that money. You want what money? I want the money you stole from Tommy. I'm afraid you're barking up the wrong tree, Goodwin. I never stole a cent in all my life. Maybe you don't consider it stealing when you take it from a kid with marked cards. Just a minute, Goodwin. When a man says my cards is marked, I expect him to either prove it or draw his shooting iron. Prove it, huh? All right. I got just five bucks here. You expect me to play for five bucks? Deal them cards. You're playing me now, Riggs, and don't try no monkey shines. I'll face this guy's all right, Tyler. Uh, good. Fine. Look at Riggs there. He's the biggest gambler in town, Tyler. The biggest gambling place in Mudflats. And he's playing for five dollars. Him want all the money. I wonder if there isn't some way to clean up this town. We drive Gambler out. That isn't easy. The Gamblers own the town, Tonto. Maybe we make trouble for Gambler. Tonto, you remember Henry Parker? Oh, him over to Dodge City. He's not known around here at all. He hasn't done any gambling for years. Him turn good. Yes, he's gone straight since we helped him out of that scrape a year ago. Tonto, get Henry Parker here. Me go fetch him now? Yes. Hey, you dirty rat. Oh, I got you. 
Look here, boys. Here's proof this man's a crook. Come over there. Look at this. man do that to me. with a ghost rig. Got your flat footed. There's how you've been winning it, cards. I'm on your tricks. Look here, boys. No more, Rick. I'll kill him. My hand. My hand's busted. That bullet didn't touch your hand. I just shot your gun away to stop a murder. Goodwin, get out of here while you have the chance. Swing me in the shoulder. Can you get out all right? I can get out. Then I'll come back. I'll get you, Riggs. I'll get you for this. Next time we meet, you'll be ready to shoot it out, Goodwin. Proved you're a crook. Proved you're a crooked gambler, didn't I? Go on your way, Goodwin. Get out while you have the chance. You're covered, Riggs. Don't make a play for that second gun you wear. I'll get you to a stranger. I don't know who you are, but when I find out, I'll get you. You'll have to find out who I am first. The rest of you stay back. Come on, Toto. Uh, Goodwin gone? He's gone. Back out the door, then. Get on your horse and go for the man I told you about. Me? Go. The first man who comes out this door will get more of what Riggs got. Ride hard, Toto. I'll meet you in camp as soon as you come back with Parker. Yep, fighter. I'll sit up. Tonto raced from town in one direction while the Lone Ranger rode in another. That night, the masked man returned to Mud Flats. The place was booming with activity. Crowds had gathered, not only in the gambling hall owned by Harv Riggs, but in all the smaller ones as well. The Lone Ranger, however, ignored these and went to Goodwin's home on the edge of town. He paused outside and, hearing voices, moved close to the window. My wound ain't so bad, Jane. I'll be as good as new in a day or so, but he's losing that money. But I don't know what we'll do for food. The store won't give you no more credit. An honest man ain't a chance earning any sort of living here. But there ain't but one thing for us to do. What's that, Jane? Move out. You mean leave Mudflats? That's what I mean, Bart. I don't hold Tommy to blame for what he's done. He, he's been brought up in this sort of hole. What can you expect? Where is he? In his room. I guess he's ashamed to face you. Send him here. Bart, don't be harsh with him. He ain't but 15. Get him for me. Tommy. Wh- what is it, Ma? Your father wants to see you. I didn't... Didn't figure he'd ever want to speak to me again. Come here, son. Yeah, Pa. Go ahead. Do whatever you're a mind to. I got it coming to me. I'm not going to punish you, Tom. I reckon you know as well as me that you've done what you shouldn't. But Harv Riggs is so slick that full-grown man I took in by him. You, you ain't going to tan my hide? No, lad. I'm just going to ask you to look at me and see the most cursed, stubborn, foolish man that ever lived. I made a mistake, too. You, Pa? Yep. Me and your ma settled here when it was a decent place to live in. Then gamblers come here, put up their own man for sheriff. And he blind? Yeah. I figured that he was a bad one, but that I'd stay around here and beat him when the next election come along. You're better than he ever was, Pa. But my friends are pulled out of here one after another. Meanwhile, other gamblers and crooks has come in. Yeah. Still, I was cursed stubborn. I helped to make this town. I kept biding time until Blind's term run out. Figuring if I could just hang on, I'd get my old job as sheriff back again. But there ain't no use hanging on no longer, Bart. You found out that you can't do nothing else to earn a decent living, and an honest sheriff wouldn't have a chance of getting elected now. It took me a long time to see that, Jane. It's lucky our boy didn't get into no worse trouble. I see it now. I won't think of you as a quitter if you leave, Bart. I will be quitting, though. I... Bart! 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 You! Please don't be alarmed. That's the man that got me out of Riggs' place alive, Jane. That's our friend. Oh. Gosh, mister. You sure helped my pa. But I brought back the money Riggs took from your son. The money? There it is. Oh, oh, thank you, stranger. We needed that money. I was sheriff around here, mister, before Mud Flats went to the gamblers and crooks. I seen a lot of outlaws, masked and otherwise. I'm not wanted by the law, Bart. 
I didn't think so. What's the mask for? But you're going to quit, aren't you? Well, I... After hanging on all this time, waiting for Sheriff Blind's term to expire, you're going to quit and give up. There's nothing else can be done. Quitters aren't much help in building this country, Bart. But I don't... If other men like yourself who lived in town before the gamblers came here hadn't taken the easy way and moved somewhere else... This town wouldn't be nearly as bad off as it is now. But they've all gone. And, and so those... the future of this town depends upon your husband. If there was something I could do... There I... is. You can stay here and be the next sheriff. Who'd vote for me? All those who are left here after the crooks leave town. Let them be the quitters. There wouldn't be many folks left. Though. Others would come in if the town was safe for them. Good citizens like you. Oh, you don't know what you're asking, sir. I'm asking Bart Goodwin to stick. Now, who's that? Wait. I don't want to be seen here. I'll slip out the back way. Don't mention my being here, Bart. And remember, no matter what happens, stick on the job and count on me. Open the door, Bart. It ain't locked. The sheriff's voice. Come on in, boys. Right with you. There's our man. What do you want here? There's a cash right on the table. Well, that makes the case a pretty slick one, don't it? What do you mean? I mean your part was you uh, was with you at Riggs' place. Here's Riggs himself. Yeah, and there's a cash he stole from me. That's our money. That'll be decided by the court. Meantime, Bart Goodwin, you're under arrest for robbery and attempted murder. What? No, no. You can't arrest Bart. Take it. You can't. He didn't do nothing. Now, hold on. I didn't fire a shot. Your friend with a mask did. And it ain't his fault I wasn't killed. You shot Pa first. When he tried to rob me. Every man in that gambling house of yours seen you with a card in your sleeve, Riggs. If that's so, they'll testify in court. But they won't. You own them body and soul. Look here, Blaine. You're going too far with your high-handed ways of doing things. Come on. Oh, don't take him to jail. Leave him free and we'll leave town. Leave town? You're leaving if you're allowed to go free, Bart? Well, we... Uh, he, he'll leave, won't you, Bart? Well, I... I... Pa. You can't be a quitter. My thunderation, son. I won't be. If they clear out, Andy Blind won't arrest you. Go on, arrest me. I ain't promising to clear out. I am sticking. Bob, don't do it. This is your chance to go. They might hang you. I don't reckon so, Jane. You see, that mask man is on our side. He admits it. I heard what that mask man called his horse. And I seen how he handled his shooting irons. And he called his pard the Injun Tonto. Jane, he said to count on him, and that's what we are doing. Come on, Blind. Take me to jail. We'll see what happens then. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. Fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. Mudflats had fallen into the hands of gamblers and was controlled by the most important of their number, Harv Riggs. Bart Goodwin, the town's former sheriff, was helpless to oppose the crooks until the Lone Ranger promised him help. The masked man sent Tonto to summon the reformed gambler, Henry Parker. In the meantime, Goodwin was arrested and jailed on a false charge. Our next scene opens in Harv Riggs' gambling hall. It is several days after Goodwin's arrest. Riggs is seated at a corner table with the sheriff, Andy Blind. Hey, Riggs! Well, Merkel, ain't you sort of on strange ground? Maybe I am, but I'm here to speak to you. You better keep to your own cheap gambling place and stay out of first-class places like mine. Oh, you ain't so glad to see me here, huh? I don't want cheapskates hanging around here. It'll give the place a bad name. I don't like no part of you, Merkel. Vamos. Just a minute there. I ain't going back to my place because it's closed up. Closed up? What do you mean? I come by there an hour ago. That was an hour ago. Now it's closed, thanks to you. You're making gun talk, Merkel. Watch what you say. You sent the best confounded gambler in the state to bust me. That's a downright lie. Oh, no, it ain't. You sent a man that can do more tricks with cards than any man I've ever seen. He cleaned me out. Took every cent I had and finished by betting the stack again my property and took that too. And he left my place laughing at me, saying you'd be glad to hear how he come out of these first stops. I said you lied, Merkel. I say it again. I never gave a hoot about the small-time business you had. I didn't send no one to bust you. Now that you are busted, I'm glad to hear. Well, you... You heard what Riggs said. Now clear out, Myrtle. All right, you... It! What do you make of that, Riggs? I don't know what to make of it. You know blame well I didn't send no one to bust him. By thunder, I'd like to see the man that done it. Me too. If there's any first-class gamblers with a lot of cash, I want them in my place. out in Merkel's mind that Riggs had sent Henry Parker. Merkel left Riggs' gambling hall in a rage and promptly called upon his friend Sam Sneed. Sneed was the owner of another small establishment. He's a stranger here, Max. He's about cleaned me out. Where? Must be the same one that done you in. I heard about that. Where's he at? I got my best dealer playing with him now. The table over yonder, see? It's the same one. And look. He's raking in all the chips. I still think Riggs sent him here. He's coming to cash his chips. Evening, Mr. Sneed. I reckon I'm ready to cash in now. Here's my chips. Yeah, you've done all right, stranger. Not half bad for a starter. I don't know as I got cash enough on hand. Partner, you better have. Oh, you here, Michael? Yeah. What's your name, anyhow, mister? Name? Henry Parker. What about it? Well, Parker, I'll tell you what I'll do. You'll offer to bet your place here what's left of it again my winnings, eh? Yes. One cut of the cards. High man wins. That suits me first rate. And, Joel, let's have a fresh deck. Gotcha. Here, Max. Break him out and shuffle. I suppose you got the deed for your place handy. Right here. Now then, suppose you lay out the cash to replace these chips. I can't spend your chips in another house. I'll make the chips good. Let me see the cash, and then we'll cut. There. There's the cards all set. All right, Parker. Go ahead and cut. Don't take more than a third of the cards. You know, Sneed is an old trick cutting cards. When a man wants to be sure to win, he uses the deck that's fixed up. So the high cards are a mite longer. Now, if instead of cutting by gripping the cards from the side, I take them by the ends, I can feel the long card. 
and show you the ace of spades, which can't be beat. You! There. Why, you... Of course, if the deck's an honest one, I done that just by luck. <laughs> if it ain't honest, it's your deck. That's the same stunt he pulled on me. Likely my friend taught the trick to you, Jim. Your friend? Now I'll take my winnings and try some other place. Evening, gents. I'll give you a couple days to move things out of my property's need. His property? He took my place. He got mine, too. I'm broke. I'm busted. Cleaned out. Who is that hombre, anyhow? His friend. He must have meant Harv Riggs. I figured the same. But Riggs denies it. Sure, he deny it. But the ornery polecat, he's trying to drive out all competition. Nothing is too small for him to want. Look at how he took Tommy Goodwin in. Yeah. Listen, Max. Huh? Leave Parker go. Leave him alone and see what he does next. Wait. Hey, you... What are you hanging around here for, Sneed? That engine's been taking in all that's going on. You not own place. Well, what do you You want? not no own it either. Clear out. Get. I'm still in charge here, and I got to clear the place out so I can do some thinking. Tonto rode to the small well-concealed camp where he met the Lone Ranger. The faithful Indian told what Henry Parker had accomplished. Riggs and the sheriff were amused by the losses suffered by Merkel and Sneed, but Henry Parker had not stopped. He appeared in two more places. In the first, he collected his winnings without bothering to cut cards for the property. In the second, he was surrounded by a group of excited men who watched his play. Parker is speaking. You'd better win this time, my friend, or you'll be cleaned right out. Go on, give me two cards. One, two. I'll play what I got right here. You're bluffing me again. Then raise me. Uh, match that. Matched and raised. Blast you. I still say you're bluffing. You can say what you please, but just let's see your cash. I ain't no more to raise. I'll see you. Full house. You. <laughs> you gents have a lot to learn about this game. Now I reckon I'll be saying good evening to you. That's four of us he's wiped out. How's he do it? I thought I knowed my own cards, but blasted him. Follow him. What's that? You here? Uh, you follow that fella. See where him go. Why? What do you know about him? Maybe plenty. Let's do what the redskin says. He must have a fortune in that bag of his. Come on, let's go. Defeated gamblers followed Parker to the huge establishment owned by Riggs. They stood outside while Parker approached the table occupied by Riggs, carrying a heavy money bag in each hand. The gamblers paused only long enough to note the meeting, then went around to the side of the hall and listened in at an open window. Now, don't make no sound. Just listen to what's said. Maybe the engine was right after all. There's Parker and Riggs. There you are, Riggs. Them bags is filled, and I took my commission. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Sure you do. Way you slip them fixed up deck the cards in all them places worked out slick. <laughs> I cleaned out four of them. Say, who are you and what are you talking about? Ain't you the man named Parker? Sure. Well, what are you doing around? You needn't be afeard, Riggs. There ain't no one close enough to hear what I'm saying. You blame fool. You must be loco. If you want to gamble here, all right, but uh, don't be coming around. Heavy. You're afeard someone will know you hired me. Wait a minute there! Sneak! Oh, Shut 
infuriated, gamblers were determined to wreck the rig place beyond repair. Guns blazed, the bar was overturned, chairs and tables were smashed. In one corner, a fire started from an upset lamp, and flames quickly caught on the dry walls. Fire! Fire in my place! Flames burn now. That's more than we figured on, fellow, but it does as well. The men will get out all right, but all of Briggs' equipment will be destroyed. Isn't that right? Now it's time for the Texas Rangers to move in. And there they come, mister. They waited just like you said. They wanted to clean out the outhouse for a long time, Parker. They couldn't come until they were sent for. And Sheriff Blind wouldn't send for them. Then how'd they happen to move in? They think Blind sent for them. Blind won't dare deny it. If he does, he'll implicate himself with the outlaws. Now to get the man who's to be the next sheriff. Come on, Silver! Bart. Yeah, mister. He'll not be held in that jail much longer. I heard all the noise. Say, what's happened? A man cleaned out all the small gamblers, then made them think Riggs hired them for the job. They smashed Riggs' place and they caught fire. He did? Great guns. That's swell. The Texas Rangers came, thinking Sheriff Blind sent for them. They're arresting most of the gamblers and recognize them as men wanted by the law. Did Blind send for the rangers? No. But with a dozen outlaws living here, Blind can't deny sending for them unless he admits that he was in league with the crooks. If he admits sending for them, some of them will kill him. That's why he'll have to clear out of the town. The crooks will be jailed. The sheriff run out. And then, Bart, they'll have to elect a new sheriff. And I think there's no doubt but what you will be the man. Say, who's that riding away so fast? That's the ex-sheriff, Andy Blind. Stand back away from that door, Bart. There. All right, Bart. There's no one left to insist that you'll be jailed. Gosh, you sure meant what you said when you said you'd stand by me. Bart, make this town the place it used to be. I sure will do that same or die a trying. Sort of place for Tommy to grow up in. Tommy and all the other young'uns. I've emptied my saddlebags. The money there is gambler's money. Most of it taken dishonestly from people who are victims of the vicious business here. You use it to the best advantage. Gosh. Help those who need help and stick to your job. Come on there, Silver! Smash out those legs, old boy! There's a gold robbery at the station! I know,
you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. stories have been handed down from generation to generation concerning the stirring deeds of the mysterious masked rider of justice. Only Tonto, his faithful Indian companion, knew his identity. And now the thrilling frontier days of the western United States come to life once more. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We are meeting Tonto at the town of Broken Bow. Hi-yo, Silver! The town of Broken Bow grew up around the railroad station and a telegraph office. Frequently, a train pulled into a siding and stopped there overnight to wait for the train to pass in the opposite direction. On these occasions, the crew of the train would spend the night in Broken Bow's hotel. In the first scene of our Lone Ranger drama, we see Mike Murphy in the cafe, surrounded by a group of men. Mike is the engineer of the westbound train that has stopped for the night in Broken Bow. I'll be blasted if an Irishman ain't got the worst look of man or beast. What's bothering you, Mike? Ask Sam. He can tell you. <laughs> I ain't just sure, but something tells me Mike was sort of planning on seeing Betty tonight. But, Mike, ain't you pulling out of your train? You're handling the throttle on the westbound outfit, ain't you? Now, you should go west when the eastbound is coming this way. Is that what's holding you here? You know as well as I do it is. Now, wouldn't it be a fine thing if I was to meet the eastbound on that single track of ours? I was forgetting that. It ain't that Mike gives a turn whether he stays over or not. It is he don't care as a usual thing. But he's got an idea Betty should have been here to help him pass the time. Sure, and that's what I think. As a matter of fact, Mike, when she left town to visit her friend, she didn't have no thought that you'd be in town tonight. I'll be talking it over with her. By the way, Mike, you ain't heard talk of Snake Lofton and his gang being around this country, have you? Ain't heard a word. Snake Lofton? I don't know. One of my deputies had an idea... 
He'd seen one of that bunch of coyotes the other day. But maybe he's mistaken. He wasn't real sure. Well, here's hoping he didn't. It'd be a black day for us if he was to show up with that pack of hoodlums of his'n. Oh, probably just talk. Forget about it. How about filling up our glasses just once more? I feel like having another. Snake Lofgren never comes into a town these days unless he has a good reason, Tonto. Him here now. Well, there must be a reason. He's wanted by too many lawmen to risk being seen in town unless he has some pretty important plans. Mm, that's right. Is he still back at the cafe? Uh, him still there. Other fellow with him. Probably waiting to speak to someone inside. Uh-huh. But he doesn't dare be seen. That's right. I'd like to capture Snake and turn him over to the law right here in town. Why, why not do it? We can do that any time. Let's wait and see what he's planning here. Oh, oh. Susanna, there comes Fuller. The engineer of that train on the siding. Mm. Good night, gents. Thanks for a darn swell evening. There he goes. Probably to a hotel. Uh-huh. Look. There. Snake. Him follow other fella. Very well. We'll follow Snake and see what happens. I'll be ready to act if Snake tries any violence. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. For I'm off to Louisiana with the washbowl on me knee. Hey, you. Huh? What's the matter? I want to speak with you, mister. Well, speak up. You better step back here in the trees. If you got anything to be saying to Mike Murphy, speak up. I can hear you from here. I says step back. Ouch! So it's a gun you're jabbing in me ribs. Back where I told you. All right, if that's how you feel about it. But sure, if this is a stick-up, you got me at the wrong time. I'm flat broke. Shut up and get back. I aim to talk with you. You got him, huh, Snake? Yeah, I got him. So it's Snake, they call you. Well, it's a name that suits your way of acting. Now, what is it you want of me? Anyone around, Mears? I don't think so. I ain't seen no one. Good. Well, speak your piece. You're the critter that handles that choo-choo train, ain't you? I'm the engineer, if that's what you mean. You know what I mean. All right, Snake Face, I know. You're waiting here for the train to come from the west, ain't you? What's it to you? Ain't you? Go easy with the way you poke me with that gun. Yes, I am. There ain't but a single track, and I can't take my train west from here to the eastbound comes through in the morning. Oh, yes, you can. Like fun, I can. If your train's on the tracks heading west, the eastbound will pile right into it. Ain't that so? Any fool knows that. There'd be a wreck. That's just what we aim to have happen. Of all the out-and-out nerve I ever seen... Now, I... where'll you hear the rest, mister? I don't need to hear no more. So let's well, listen to stop chatting me. We're going to make a deal with you, see? There ain't money enough in the world to make me do what you... What about Betty Hawkins? Keep her name off your dirty tongue. How'd you like to see her killed? What? Thought that'd get you interested. What do you know about her? We know she's the daughter of the guy that runs the telegraph. And we know you looked for her when you come to town and found she's gone to spend the night with friends in Grantsville. Well, she ain't there, see? Where is she at? What have you crooks done with her? There ain't but one way for you to find out. I don't believe you. We can prove what we said all right enough. You got about six hours before you decide. Six hours? It ain't for midnight. Eastbound ain't due till nine in the morning. Yeah. Only your train's got to be a good ways west of here when the two of them meet. You savvy? Three hours to the west? That'll take us out in the desert. That's right. And that's just where we want it to be. You see, we got this thing worked out and planned real careful. Betty Calkins never got to Grantsville. And her friend there didn't know she was coming, so the girl ain't even missed yet. Why, you... Never mind the fancy talk. You just come along with us while you're making up your mind. Where's the girl now? You don't need to know that. How do I know you got her? We'll give you proof of that. Get along. Where are you taking me? You'll find out. It's up to you, Mike. 
You can drive that train out, as we tell you, and save the girl you want to marry, or else. Now get moving. You're traveling with us tonight. Come Quit on. Stop me right now. Come on. Quick, Tonto. Back to our horses. Maybe better me follow them. Huh? Yes, follow them, Tonto. Find out where they go. Then go to Calkins' home and wait there for me. You talk to Calkins? Yes, I'm going to try and learn if those men really have the girl. Then tell railroad feller. Then got proof. Find out what that proof is. There's no use trying to capture those men now. If they have the girl, they'd certainly kill her. Not right. She's in our camp. You'll find it out. Meet me later at the Calkins' home. Hip, and get all the information you can get. Come on, Silver. <laughs> Tonto followed Snake Lofter and his companion, Mears. The Lone Ranger rode to the small cottage where Jim Calkins lived with his daughter, Betty. There he brought Silver to a halt. There was no light inside, but a rap on the door brought a quick response. Have you come back, Betty? No, Calkins. I want to speak to you about your daughter. Open the door. Who are you? A friend. Open this door. Just a second now. I'll have it open in a jiffy. There. Now, what's the matter? What do you want here at this hour of the night? Where is your daughter? She's here. I don't know you. And I don't see why I should tell you where Betty is. You've got a heap of nerve coming here. Now, step inside. No, you see here. Listen to me, Calkins, and try to keep your head. When did your daughter leave to visit friends at Grantsville? Around noontime. Why? How did she travel? On her horse. Did those friends expect her? No. And you don't know whether or not she got there safely? No. Is there something wrong? Calkins, I'm afraid there is. Tell me. You're the telegraph operator on that line. Why would anyone want to stop the train that's coming from the west tomorrow morning? What about the train? That's what I'm asking you. Suppose you light a lamp so we can see each other. Yeah, sure thing. I got a lamp right here handy. Now, just a minute. I'll get it going. There's something mighty queer afoot, and I aim to find out what it is. If something has happened to Betty... There. Now, sit down. Your mask! What's this mean? Who are you? I told you I was a friend. Right now, I'm afraid you'll have to be ready to hear some unpleasant news. What's happened to Betty? Tell me. Tell me what's happened. I'm quite sure she's safe and unharmed so far. But I think she might be in danger of her life. What? Unless we can do something between now and daybreak. Tell me what you know about her. First, tell me what there is of value on the eastbound train. I, I can't tell. I can't tell no one. Someone already knows. How? I don't know how, but Lofkin and his gang have captured your daughter. They're holding her so they can force Mike Murphy to start the engine west before the eastbound train comes by. But that'd mean a wreck. It would. And Betty, where's she at? What have they done with her? Tell me what's on board that train. Gold. A fortune in gold. It's bullion going east from the Gold Coast. And that's why those killers want the trains to crash. Now, what about Betty? Calkins, keep your wits about you. You've got to keep as calm as possible. The life of your daughter may depend upon your clear thinking. But something has got to be done. We can't just sit here. I've Wait. got to... If Betty hasn't been harmed so far, she'll be safe until morning. I have a friend who will come here soon, and he may have a lot more to tell us. Meanwhile, you can tell me who might have known that Betty planned to ride to Grantsville. I don't know. I would be able to tell the outlaws that there was gold on that eastbound train. I don't know who tell that. I don't know how there could be any such leak. It was confidential. Think, Hawkins. Think hard. It may save Betty's life. Question Calkins, the telegraph operator. Snake and Mir joined their outlaw friends at their camp in the forest. They tied Murphy securely to a tree. Then Snake removed something from his saddlebag and showed it to the engineer. Now then, Mike, take a look at this and tell me if you recognize it. Fancy ribbon. There ain't but one hunk like that in the state. So you know it, huh? I fetched that from St. Louis. Uh-huh. 
And give it to Betty Calkins, didn't you? Yes. Then how do you reckon we got it if we didn't capture the girl? You dirty rat, you. I made a devil take you for what you done. <laughs> Ain't no use stringing again them ropes, Murphy. You won't bust them. Now maybe you want a little more proof before you're convinced. Hey, you. There's that horse here. Coming, Snake. I don't know if you know the girl's horse or not. But this is it. Where is she? Murphy, there ain't but one way for you to ever see the girl alive. That's to do what we told you. Kill me, fireman, and a couple of the lads that's on my train. And kill the crew of the eastbound. Let the crooks like you get away with whatever's aboard the train. Double-cross me. Or see your sweetheart dead. I don't know if it'll take me long to decide. You can jump from the train. We'll all ride along with you. And as far as I'm concerned, you can stop your train. Just so long as it's left on the tracks right near the turn. Now, you ain't got but a few hours to make up your mind, so you better do some thinking. And even if you don't do what we want, we'll likely get what we're after. We'll find out how to run that engine for our own selves. Maybe we could torture him a little. Keep back. I'm handling this. All right. We got the cover. What's going on over there? You What's the boys outside the camp got? Found someone there. Yeah, go on there, engine. Snake, I want to talk with you. Where'd you get the redskin? Where'd he come from? He was over there in the dark. Listening to all we said. Oh, so you figured to spy on us, huh? You not go through a scheme. Where are you from? Me not talk. Tie him to that tree. See if there's any other snoopers around here. I'll handle these fellas. I got good ways of handling redskins. <laughs> curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. And now to continue our story. The Snake Lofgren gang made Mike Murphy, the engineer of the westbound train, a prisoner. Then offered him a choice between the death of the girl he loved and the wrecking of the eastbound train. Tonto, who had followed the outlaws to their camp, was discovered and captured. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger had gone to the home of the girl's father, Sam Calkins, the telegraph operator, where he waited for Tonto's return. We should have been here long before this, unless... Where is he? If he's coming here, why don't he come? We don't know how far he had to go to reach Snake's camp. But time is passing. Another couple of hours and we'll be too late. Wait. It's Tano's horse. Where's the man who went to the outlaw's camp? I don't know. Steady there, white fellow. Here's Silver. I'm going to find out. All right, white fellow. Show us the way. But wait. What about my daughter? What about Betty? First we must find Tano. Get up, white fellow. Follow him, Silver. Come on, boy. Tano Silver. Tonto's horse led the way to the forest while the Lone Ranger followed cautiously. He knew that the appearance of Whitefellow without his master meant that Tonto had been injured or captured. In the outlaw's camp, Tonto was stolidly facing Snake Lofgren. Now, Mears, hand me that bullwhip. Here you are, Snake. Engine, you gonna tell me what you was here for and who you're reporting to? 
have the living daylight speed out of you. Me not talk. No? We'll see about that. Maybe we better go over and shut the engineer's mouth, huh, Snake? Yeah, maybe we had. After we open the engines. Mike can't hear us way over here. Go on, boss. Use the whip on the engine. What are you grinning about? <laughs> you not hit me. No? Snake, what's he so doggone amused about? He's looking over there at Mike Murphy. Hey, look there. Who's that? Silver, closely followed by Whitefellow, charged into the outlaws like a furious demon. The Lone Ranger, using his guns as clubs, fought his way to Tonto's side. Then, whipping out a knife, he slashed the rope that bound his friend. Get on your horse, Tonto. Oh, me, me ready. What about Mike Feller? Leave him here. Don't let him get loose. Get away, This way, Tonto. We're clear of the now. We see you talk to Mike Murphy. Another side of camp. Here, Tonto. I told him what to do. Be afraid of kill girl. That's what I want to check on. Tonto. Did you learn anything while you were with him? Them fellas got girls' horns. Yes? Got fancy ribbons. And Mike's convinced they have the girl in the captive? Mm, that's right. And now we can slow down. Uh, Tonto, I have an idea that I want to test. What's that? I spent a long time with Jim Calkins. There's no way those outlaws could know about the gold. What, them? No? Yes. And the railroad men are the only ones who could have told them. Uh, the outlaws even know just where the eastbound train will be at a given time. Uh, what we do... Where hunt for girl? She wasn't in the camp, was she? No, we're not there. I told Mike Murphy just what to do. I think he trusted me. What? What him do? He's going to accept the outlaw's terms and agree to take the westbound train out in the morning at six o'clock. Him make wreck? No, Tonto. I don't think there'll be any wreck. If I can prove just one point, we'll be able to send the lawman to capture the Lofgren gang. What that point? You'll learn all about it very soon. Come on, Silver! The outlaws scattered and searched desperately for the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Meanwhile, the eastbound train thundered on. As the discouraged outlaws returned to their camp, Snake Lofgren spoke to them angrily. What sort of gunman are you anyhow? We done all we could, Snake. You didn't get either of them, too. Ain't our fault. We sure scoured the woods. I don't know how in heck them two could get away so fast. We kept after them for a time. We didn't have a chance of catching up to them. It don't matter much, though, does it, Snake? What do you mean? Well, they didn't get to learn nothing important. The engine knows we're going to stop that eastbound train, don't he? What can he do about it? That remains to be seen. Miz, I'm done with fooling around. Fetch me the lash. I'll try it on the engineer. Ain't he made his mind up yet? No. Here's the whip, Snake. Good. How do you like the sound of that, Murphy? Lashing me won't help. It's getting close to time for you to take that train out. Are you going to do it or not? Where is me girl? You won't find her till you do what I want. Are you going to do it or ain't you? The girl's life depended on me. Seems like I had no choice left. When you take a train out, what else is there for me to do? Good. I thought you'd come around to my way of thinking. But you'd better be taking the ropes off me hands or I won't be able to handle no throttle. How long will it take to get the steam up get the train ready to move? What time is it now? Around five. You could better be starting right away. I'll have to get me fireman. Oh, no, you don't. Me and Mears will go along to feed the boilers. Sure, but I don't need only one, eh? Mears will be the one. I'll keep a gun on you so you don't try no tricks. You don't take no chances, do you, Snake Face? Cut his ropes. 
Three of you keep guns level on him. I ain't gonna have nothing go wrong at the last minute. I'm watching him. When will they get to see me, girl? After the wreck, when you come back here. I'd be willing to give odds that you double-cross me when I do what you want. Only there ain't no choice for me. I can tell that the likes of you won't leave Betty alive if I don't do what you say. Come on. We'll head for the side where the train is. Bring your horses and everything you own. We need the Sometime later, the heavy westbound train was ready to move. Switches had been thrown to clear the track, and Mir shoveled coal into the firebox. The engineer held a steady hand on the throttle, while Snake stood close beside him. All right, get going now. Sure, and that's what I'm doing. Go on, Mir, keep feeding that fire. Faster. I want to be as far west as possible when we meet the other one. Get to that bend if you can. That crook ain't so good at shoveling. We don't keep in a fire there. We can't go very fast. Don't bluff me. I ain't. We'll do it the best we can. Shovel harder, Mir. Open up that throttle, my face. Remember, the girl ain't safe yet. The train went roaring westward toward the approaching eastbound train. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger raced over to Sam Calkins' home, leaped to the ground, and burst through the door. Calkins! Calkins! Where is she? Where's Betty? Have you found her? No, but Mike is taking the train west. What? Come with me. There's just one chance in the world to prevent that crash. We can't stop the it. The telegraph. But... Come on, it's not part of the station. You can wire the western point and have the eastbound train stopped. But there wouldn't be a chance to stop it. It'll be too late. Come, you'll ride my horse with me. Hey, stop dragging Get up over there. All right. All right. But I tell you... Come on, Silver. There isn't a chance to stop that train now. Don't you even want to try it? Yeah, Sure. Betty, my daughter! Come on, Silver! Not so fast! Here we are! Now get into that office and contact the Western operator! Oh, oh, Silver! Oh, boy! I tell you, there ain't no use. Inside. There's your key. Use it. But I... Hawkins. All right, stranger. I'll, I'll try and reach him. Ask if the eastbound train has passed that point yet. That's what I'm doing. I'll go outside and tighten the cinch on my saddle. Call me when the answer answer. All right, stranger. Now, Silver, let's see if we were right in what we figured. I hope he doesn't keep us here too long. Tell him we'll have a hard ride as it is. Hey, mister. Did you get an answer? Yeah. The train's already past that station. There ain't no way to stop. You crook. What's the matter? What do you mean? You mean to say you had a message from the West? Yeah, sure. Oh, look at your wires. They've been cut. What? No message could go to the West or come from there. Hawkins. You don't want that train saved. It's a frame-up. It's a rotten scheme that you're working with the Lofkin gang. You took advantage of your friend Mike Murphy's love for your daughter. You're the one who told Lofkin about that gold. You're the one who planned the whole thing. No. No, wait. Listen. And you know where your daughter is. Tell me. Let go of me. Talk. Where's Betty? Stop shaking me. Where is she? At, at Grantsville. I gave their mother her horse. She rid another horse. Let me go. Yeah. I suspected you when we talked last night. And Mike Murphy helped prove you a crook. If you're here when the law comes, you'll get what Lofkin and his gang will get. hi Silver! Oh. 
Riding like the wind, the masked man reached the top of a hill where brushwood was piled and waiting. He set the fuel on fire and clouds of smoke billowed to the sky. Far to the west, Tonto, waiting for the signal, saw the pillar of smoke. That signal, Wiper! Now we ride! Get him up! Tonto had already brought a group of lawmen to the scene. A few quick words and the hard-riding men led by Tonto sent their mounts thundering along the rails. Meanwhile, in the cab of the engine, Snake was urging Mike to put on more speed. I tell you, Snake Face, this is the best we can do. That's pretty don't keep enough steam up. Shovel harder, Mears. Shovel harder. You shovel for it, sir. I'm all in. I gotta keep this clear covered. I gotta make more speed than this. What's that coming after? It's the fancy phrase. That engine. Oh, oh. Home him now, you spouting. Get going faster. Not on your chin tight. Just stop it here. Go on or I shoot. No, you. Shoot there, sir. Wait, wait. I surrender. You are all right. You bet I'm all right, Indian. What about the girl? Her face. Last friend, ten message. Girl's father in scheme. Yes? The engine explained everything to me, my friend. Girl is safe. So you can put the engine in reverse and get back to the side. That I will. Hide aboard. Put your horses in the second car, and then we'll show these spalpeens that this engine can go a lot faster in reverse than she done heading west. Come on, there's Silver, old fellow. Punch out those great legs of yours. Battle's waiting. We'll have to ride again. Hiyo, have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again same bat time, same bat station for another presentation Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. actions of the famous masked rider of justice live on and on, despite the fact that the history of the United States does not record any of his stirring adventures. Today we thrill to another daring ride with the phantom figure of the plains. Here he comes astride the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! It was Harry, old fellow! We needed in the town of Bixby! Harry, Bixby was a typical mining community of the Old West, supplying the necessary equipment of the prospectors and providing recreation for those who had struck it rich enough to patronize the many cafes lining the main street. Lem Purvis, a seasoned veteran of the hills, was celebrating the sale of his gold claim. And as the action of our story begins, we see him surrounded by a number of his friends. The Lone Ranger, unmasked but wearing a disguise, is also present. Yes, me pride, boys. The drinks is on me. Come on, boys, step up. Lem Purvis is buying. What's the celebration? Lem sold his mine. Got two hundred dollars for it. Come on, join the fun. Lem's luck has changed, sure enough. <laughs> Won't Tom Gordon be surprised when he hears about it? He ought to be. Told me this here sample ore wasn't no good. 
Told me my mind was worthless. <laughs> First worthless mind I seen to pay two hundred dollars. Yes, stranger, it ain't even worth the effort of digging it out in the ground. What do you mean? I mean it ain't what it looks. It ain't no good. But that eastern dude, Carter Dodson, bought my mind lock, stock, and barrel when he seen this here sample. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know the sample is worthless? How do I know? <laughs> That's a good one. I took it to the assay office and had the assay clerk, Tom Gordon, test it for me. That's how. And Gordon, he said the mine weren't worth working. When Carter Dodson offered to buy your mine, did he know about the assay? Of course not. <laughs> Dodson come snooping around with that sneering way of his and thought he was putting something over on me, buying the mine for what he paid. <laughs> I just shut up and let him talk himself into buying it. <laughs> Never did like that, Dodson fellow, no how. He's got it coming to him. About time he was given a little of his own medicine. Slicked up, Easterner. Carter Dodson represents the gold mining syndicate, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right, stranger. Has he been here long? Nope. Uh, come from the east about two months ago. He's been trying all sorts of tricks on the boys here. I'd like to see his face when he finds out the best Deanna's worthless. <laughs> He'd sure be mad. He might come gunning for you, Lance. No chance of that. He's an Easterner, ain't he? <laughs> Man, I see that sample of old. Chug, stranger. No reason why not. It is. Say, uh, I ain't seen you around these parts afore, have I? I don't suppose you have. You seem powerful interested in things, and you sort of talk like an Easterner. You ain't a friend of Carter Dodson, are you? I don't know, Dodson. That's strange. Uh, what do you mean? This ore is rich. <laughs> no, it ain't, stranger. All it is is fool's gold. I thought it was gold at first, but it ain't. This is not fool's gold. Oh, I had to test it, I tell you. There's Tom Gordon heading this way. He can prove it. He's in the assay office. Tom, come here. Lem wants you. I'm coming. Hey, Lem. Gosh, he's excited about something. Tom, listen, we've you been listen. talking... You listen. That ore of yours... Well, what about that ore? I... I don't know how to say it. I can... What is it? What's the matter? I, I made a mistake, Lem. A mistake? Yeah, an awful mistake. I gave you the wrong assay. What? Uh, the wrong assay? You mean on my mind? Uh, yeah. You found Lem's ought to be valuable after all? Uh, that's right, stranger. Lem, I don't know what to say about it. I heard about you selling the Betsy Ann. You mean to tell me the Betsy Ann is worth something? Yeah, that's just it. It's worth a lot, Lamb. I, I can't believe it. It's the truth. I, I wouldn't have had it happen for nothing. But I How can... valuable is the bet, Ann? I, I reckon the ore run over $25 a ton. <laughs> and I sold the whole claim to Dodson for $200. I, I wish I'd have found out sooner. I sure do, Lamb. You wish. Why, you Lamb, don't... you better watch out. So you made a mistake. Yeah. I told you Seems that. Seems to me that's a pretty good mistake you made for the Easterner. Uh, what do you mean? I'll tell you what I mean. Dodson stands to make thousands of dollars out in my mind. Yeah, but I. And with two days around the assay office, you didn't find out the mistake till I signed over the mine. I know, but let Shut up! I... You don't make much money on that job of yours, Gordon. You might be able to stand a little extra cash, mightn't you? Lamb, you... I've been slaving for years to get a good claim, living from hand to mouth. 
And then you make a mistake. I've been robbed, that's what. You robbed me of my right for money. Careful, then. You keep out of this, stranger. I'm beginning to catch on to things around here. He's got a gun. Lem, don't shoot. You can't do it. I ain't got a gun with me. You can't shoot me down. You change them samples of purpose and you'll pay for it. You can't rob Lem Purvis and get away with it. Lem, put down your gun. I won't. Gordon, you're gonna pay. No! Uh, my hand, you shot me. You're not hurt, Lem. Simply knocked your gun out of your hand. I could have got that crook if you hadn't interfered. You'd shot Tom Gordon. You'd have hung for murder. But he stole from me. You've no proof of that. It's your word against his. That's right. I swear it was a mistake. A darn convenient one for Dutch. Yeah. Quiet. Gordon, whose report did you confuse with Lem's? Jeff Sollers, mister. He'll be powerful disappointed when he finds out his mind ain't worth nothing after all. Disappointed? That's a mild word for what he'll be, Tom. Maybe he can still take that offer Dodson made him. What offer? Dodson offered him $1,000 for his mind, but Jeff laughed at him. If Dodson don't know about the mix-up yet, maybe Jeff can take up that offer. Are you going to tell Jeff about it? You're darn right, mister, and I'm going to do that same now. I just hope I'm in time. It's some ride to his place. $200. I reckon I'll clear out myself. Oh, hold on, Gordon. I got more to say to you. Take it easy, Lem. I'll see him when he pulls off, Lem. Trouble with you is you, you got a low boiling point. Red Reddit. I bet he done it a purpose. If only I was sure... You'll never find out by shooting him. Let him go. See what happens next. When Tom Gordon left the cafe, the Lone Ranger followed the young man. On his way, he met Tonto and told the Indian what he'd overheard in the cafe. Together, they continued after Tom until the young man stopped at a house some distance ahead. He's stopping at the Widow Sims place, Kimasami. That's where Carter Dodson is staying. Isn't that right? We leave our horses here and go on foot. I want to hear what Gordon tells Dodson. Oh, Silver. Oh, oh boy. Oh, hi, Tonto. Oh. We must go carefully, Tonto. If he sees us, we'll learn nothing. Oh, that's right. He's going inside now. Dodson, Tonner, open door. Yes, I see. Quiet, Tonto. Much farther to go. We get near window. Careful. Gordon seems to be excited. Must be telling Dodson everything that happened in the cafe. Here we are. Listen, Tonto. If that stranger in the cafe hadn't shot Lem's gun away before Lem had a chance to shoot me... That's fine, you. Who was he? I didn't find out. Oh, what'd he interfere for? I don't know that either. I guess that isn't important anyhow. What else made you think these miners suspect our scheme? Why, nothing else. Then why did you come here? I had to warn you. Warn me that a miner was angry when he heard his mine hadn't panned out like he wanted it to? Why, uh... Get I some just... sense, Tom. Things are working out just like I planned. But I don't see how you figure that. Lem Purvis simply lost his head when he heard the mine he'd sold to me for $200 was worth a lot more. He called me a crook. Did the rest of the men call you a crook, too? No. Then don't worry about it. All right. As long as you stick to your story, they'll think Lem's raving mad about losing money. They may think you're stupid, but they won't think you're crooked. And even if they do, they can't prove it. At least ways, not till we've cleaned up and got out of here. That's right. And uh, how about Jeff Soller? You think it's all right to go on like we planned about him? Why not? You don't think he'll get suspicious about the mixed age? Our scheme is foolproof. No one can prove anything against us. You made a mistake, and I was lucky enough to cash in on it. And that's all. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Jeff Salter owns one of the richest mines in the region. And Lem Purvis's mine is almost as good. Yeah. You made Lem Purvis think his mine was worthless, and he sold it to me for $200. I know that, but I... Then can't... you claim you got the assays mixed and tell Jeff his claim is worthless. And Jeff takes you up on that $1,000 offer you made him. Right. 
He'll think he's putting one over on me by taking me up on the offer before I find out his mind is no good. It's a plenty slick scheme, Dodson. We'll pay Jeff Salter the $1,000, and then when we have the deed, we'll clear out. Then send men back here to work the mines, and we collect the profit? Exactly. If they ever realize they've been swindled, we'll be so far away they'll never catch up with us. When are we clearing out? All we're waiting for is to get the Salter claim. I told him I'd call on him today to see if he'd change his mind about selling. Yeah? I'll start out for his place in about an hour. That will give that friend of his time to get to him and tell him his mine is worthless. Yeah. As soon as he signs over the papers, we'll start for the east. We can't be stopped now. No. And we get two valuable mines for just $1,200. Mines that'll yield us a fortune. We'll be rich. Uh, you'd better ride over to Salter's with me. Well, if he sees me... He doesn't gonna... have to see you. You can stay back a ways. But I don't want you too far from me until this is all settled. Uh, why? I don't want you to get scared again and get out of control. You're riding with me. We're leaving in an hour. You're staying right here until we do. Did you hear what they said? Mm, me here. We must get back to our horses quickly. There's no time to lose. You got the plan? I have an idea, Tyler, that might work. If we just told Jeff Salter about the scheme, we'd save his mind, but that wouldn't help Lem Purvis. What we must do is find some way to jail those crooks. Not right. Yes, Silver. White Fellow. We'll go out and call on Jeff Salter. And then if you must have it, you'll talk to Carter Dodson. Get my mask tight. Oh. Uh, Good. Come on, Tyler. Uh, it's a long ride at Jeff Salter's mine. Come on, Silver. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. Carter Dodson of an eastern mining syndicate and Tom Gordon, the assay clerk in the town of Bixby, plotted to cheat Lem Purvis and Jeff Salter out of their claims by substituting false reports on the value of their mines. Lem, believing his claim worthless, sold to Dodson. But the Lone Ranger in town overheard the plot to get Salter's mine in a similar manner and decided to do something about it. We hear the horses coming to a stop in front of Salter's mine. Oh, Silver. Oh, 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 o
I want to talk to you, Mr. Solder. A masked man. A mask means nothing. It means just one thing to me, mister. Outlaw. You and that redskin are after my ghoul, ain't you? No, we're not, Jeff. Then why'd you come here masked? You had an offer to buy your mind, didn't you, Jeff? Yeah, and what about it? Are you planning to accept the offer? What difference does it make to you whether I sell my mind or not? Just this, offer. You heard that your essay was mixed up and your mind really worthless, didn't you? Yeah, but how? What you heard is not true. Well, what do you mean? I mean that it's a scheme to get your mind for a fraction of its actual worth. You mean it's a put-up job to be Dodson and Tom Gordon? Exactly. Why those dirty... Wait a minute, mister. How do I know you're telling the truth? Where do you come in? You'll have to take my word for it, Jeff. Then all you're doing is warning me? Not quite. <laughs> I might have known a masked man... Is... Wait. I told you I wanted to warn you against the thieves. But I also want your help. My help? What can I do? I have a plan to catch those crooks so they'll not be able to swindle other people. I want you to help me. Darnest thing I ever see. Mask and not an outlaw. Helping people and wanting nothing for it. I like your style, mister. Tell me what you want me to do and we'll see about doing it. All right then, Jeff. Listen carefully. Here's the plan I have in mind. the old prospector shortly before Dodson arrived. The Easterner did not suspect that his plans were known. Oh, 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 Hello, Salter. I'm here just as I told you I'd be. Have papers with me and everything, all set to sign. I'm sure you thought this thing over carefully. I have. That's good. You can't go far wrong on taking a thousand dollars for this mine of your Salter. Of course, it is worth a bit more, but... It's worth a darn sight more than one thousand to me, Dodson. Huh? I told you I thought it over. And I still say, you ain't buying this here mine. But I thought... Never mind what you thought. I ain't selling. And just to show you how much I'm backing on this here mine, I'll tell you something. What's that? Tom Gordon made a mistake in assaying the mine. And now he says it ain't worth a cent. You mean... In spite of that, I'm still holding on to it. But if it's worthless... You won't get it. Worthless or not. But I don't see what... I ain't selling. Now get very well, Salter. But you may change your mind before very long. Get up there. Come on, get up. Get up there, get up. So I won't get it. We'll see about that. Can't afford to let Salter's mind slip through my fingers. There's Tom coming to meet me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, steady, boy. Well, Dodson, everything all set? All set, nothing. What do you mean? That old fool Salter won't sell his mine. Won't sell? No. What went wrong, Dodson? Salter doesn't seem to believe the story. He still thinks his mine is worth something. He told me he wouldn't sell for any price. What are we going to do now? I don't know. There must be some way to get hold of that mine. What's that? I don't know. Sounded like something moving. It was right over there. Hey, look. There's a man. He, he's heard what we said. Get him out of there. You come out of them bushes and keep your hands high. Me. Me come. A redskin. Can you understand English? Oh, me, Savvy. Me, here. You talk about gold mine. A smart Indian. Maybe me help you. What do you mean? How could you help? You want mine? Yes, that's right. What were you thinking of? Maybe feller take trip. Maybe he could. A nice long trip. I was thinking about that myself. Here. You mean that... I mean, we can't argue that old coot out of his mind. But there's one way of getting hold of it. Sure. You wouldn't... That mine's worth any risk, Gordon. 
If Jeff Salter was to disappear... Yeah. You'd let this engine murder him? That's exactly what I'd do. Me fix Salter. You maybe pay me. <laughs> I thought you might be hired. But Dodson, murder... What the Indian does won't involve us. Salter out of the way, we can get his mine. How? You will see that folks think he signed his mine over to us and left town. But if they don't believe it, if we're caught, we'll hang. Murder is nothing to fool with. We won't get caught. I don't like it, Dodson. I don't I'm... care whether you like it or not. Do as I say. Now, listen carefully. Uh, yeah? I have it all figured out. The Indian will go back to the mine now and take care of Jeff Salter. You understand, Indian? Mm, me savvy. I'll pay you when you've got the, the job done. Tom, we'll ride back to town. Yeah? We'll take the bill of sale with us. You'll sign Jeff Salter's name. Forge it? Of course. Then you act as if you've been hunting for me all day to tell me about the mixing up of the two essays and ask me if I bought Jeff's mine. Yeah. What for? When you ask me about the mine, I'll show you the paper as proof that I bought it. Yeah? Then I'll go into a rage about being swindled out of $1,000 by Salter. And then? We'll go to the sheriff. Take him out to call on Jeff Salter. When they don't find any trace of him, they'll think he skipped town with my $1,000 cash. I see. Then you leave town, and I'll have someone else make an assay on the mine and find it might pay me to keep the papers Jeff Salter signed. What about the engine? Redskin... You're not to leave any trace of Jeff's things. Take them all away. Mm, he do. You'll get what's coming to you after we get that mine. When Dodson returned to town, it was taken for granted he had bought Salter's mine without realizing its worthlessness. Dodson, relying upon this impression, stormed into the sheriff's office. Hey, what about me, Sheriff? Maybe so, maybe not. He did. He knew that mine was worthless when he sold it to me. Can you prove that, Dodson? I'll prove it, all right. I'll prove it if you'll come out there with me. Well, I... All of you come. I'm going to have a law on Jeff Salter. He can't swindle me like this. Are you coming or not? All right, Dodson. Make I'll have to. That there bill of sale looks binding, though. It won't be if he can prove a swindle. If he confesses... We'll see, we'll see. Come on, boys. We'll go call on Jeff. Anything to please this gentleman. It wouldn't do for an Eastern dude to be swindled. <laughs> it's different when the shoes are in the other fort, ain't it, Dodson? <laughs> Come on, let's go. Get on your horse. Yeah. Coming too. It'll be right enjoyable seeing Dodson face Jeff Salter. I'll prove I'm right. Come on. Tom Gordon has to come, too. He's the one to prove that Jeff Salter knew about that mine. Yeah, I'm coming, Dodson. Get that. Come on. Was in that shack where the mine entrance when I left. Ain't around there now. Maybe he's inside the shack or down in the mine. Jeff! Jeff Salter! You don't answer. We'd better look around inside. Yeah, you look in the shack and I'll take a look in the tunnel. Maybe he's run out with the money. Don't go speculating. We find out for sure where he is. Sheriff! Yeah? Sheriff, Jeff's things is mostly cleaned out of the cabin. Tools are gone. So is his extra clothes. Yeah, is, he is he in the mine? Jeff's not in the mine, Sheriff. I called down the tunnel and didn't get no answer. Yeah, that proves he swindled me. That proves it. It don't prove anything of the sort. Since Jeff ain't around here to talk for himself, Dodson, I'm afraid you're going to have to keep this mine. Keep it? That there paper looks legal enough. 
I don't see there's a thing I can do about it. But if Tom Gordon tells you... Looking that signed paper means more than Gordon's word. This is your claim now. I reckon we can start back for town, boys. What's that? Sounds like stone sliding in the tunnel. I'm going to see. Yeah, sure, let's all... Come on, Dodson. We'll see what's going on in there. Yes, yes, sure. Come on, Gordon. It's an engine. What's he doing here? Drag him out. What were you doing in Jeff's hole is fine? Me, not tell. Maybe he was stealing ore. Maybe Jeff didn't run off after all. Maybe this redskin killed him. That's right. Make him talk. Where's Jeff? What about it, engine? You better talk. Because we ain't none too friendly with redskins in these parts. Johnson, fella, tell me, come here, take care of Salter. That's a lie. If anything's happened to Jeff Salter, he did it. Yeah, the engine planted. He's the one. Shut up, you fool. There was a plane that killed Salter. Uh, yes, no. No, Tom Gordon was talking to the redskin. Maybe he planned to kill Salter. What? It was Dobson's idea. He wanted Salter's mine. It was him schemed it all. He schemed to get Lem Purvis mine, and then schemed to kill Salter to get his. Jeff is lying. I ain't he lying. Does. He made me sign Jeff's name to that bill of sale, and he hired the engine to kill Jeff. You have a cross on So you swindled Lem Purvis out of his mind. I, I, I killed Jeff to get his. That's right, Jeff. He did it all. Time up, boys. I got a rope around right that. prove Jeff's dead. We can jail you for forging his name to the bill of sale. We don't need to find Jeff. That's no evidence enough to convict them without murder, Sheriff. <laughs> Who are you? One of I'm not one of them. I asked you if you could jail them without proving murder. Jail them and hang them. All three of them blame schemers. You can't hold the Indian sheriff. Who says I can't? He's done nothing wrong. He's the one suggested that... Jeff! Jeff, Jeff. Here I am, boy. I was in that tunnel, too. But the masked man says he's right. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. Well, I ain't. You see, Sheriff, this masked man and his friend got me to help them show that Dawson Tom Gordon was crook. Why, you And I reckon he'd done it. He sure did. They won't need no minds where they're going. You and Lem are sure lucky the masked man and that engine showed up. See, where did they get to? Hey, hold on, you two. <laughs> is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.
tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, and the Lone Ranger. Western United States. The record of his stirring deeds has been handed down, not through the written pages of history, but by word of mouth from generation to generation. Wherever the masked rider of justice rode, adventure went with him. And now the danger trail is brought to life once more. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come along, Silver! I tell the great lines of yours! You must bring my poetry justice! I Silver raced by, we heard the Lone Ranger say that Bart Colt's gang must be captured. In the first scene of our Lone Ranger drama, we see Bart and his men as they ride toward the town of Brown Crossing. They are following a seldom used trail after an attack upon the ranch of old Zach Andrews. Bart is speaking. Well, if this scheme works, we're going to make us more money than we ever made it for. Yeah. Now, how much cash we get at old Zach's place, Jim? Close to a thousand dollars in gold and folding money, boss. Besides the stock, the rest of the boys run up in the hill. A thousand dollars in cash, a couple of thousand dollars worth of beef critters. That ain't a bad day's work. It sure ain't. But if Dave Sanders does what I think of him, do, there won't be nothing to what we lay our hands on before the day's over. You think you're a fool, boss? Never seen a fellow who's fooled more. And he was mad enough to believe anything. <laughs> you that day the way I told you to? Uh-huh. It won't take him ten minutes to get them ropes off of him. He's probably a high tailing for town right now as fast as a horse can take him there. <laughs> when he gets to town, they tell his brother we're riding to Silver Springs to raid the bank. There's just one thing, boss. Yeah, what's that? Well, Dave was fooled, all right, when Blackie said we was heading for Silver Springs. When you acted as though you was mad at Blackie for talking too much, he was eating it up. What? Even though the sheriff is Dave's brother, you can't be sure he's going to believe Dave's story. Why not? Well, boss, 
You know as well as I do that the folks in this county is beginning to think that maybe Dave is in our gang. <laughs> they ought to. Our faces don't look that way, didn't they? Yeah, but if they think he's one of us, they ain't going to credit anything he says. Jim's right, boss. <laughs> That's where you're both wrong. It just goes to show I'm the boss of this bunch instead of one of you fellas. We don't mean to tell you your business, boss. And suppose you let me do the scheming for this asshole. Sure, boss, sure. You know I've been trying to have the sheriff lose his badge? Yeah. The sheriff thinks a heap of his brother. Sure he does. Well, things are coming out just the way I've planned. Dave will go to town and tell the sheriff his story. You say he overheard his plan to raid the bank at Silver Spring. You do that, all right. It's going to look funny at old Zach and his men when he sees we didn't harm Dave, man. That's just what I was saying. But here's the point. No matter what other folks think, the sheriff is going to back up his brother. Yeah. If he did sure, we're going to Silver Springs. We get a posse together and run over there as fast as he can. <laughs> Only we won't be there. That's just it. When the posse leaves town, we're riding in. And cleaning the town out. We're going to get everything there is to get. Hold up the bank. We'll take what we want from the stores and help ourselves with us in the cafe. We'll get money and food and liquor and all the ammunition we need. <laughs> That'll be a good one. And then you know what's going to happen with the sheriff and Dave? What? Everybody in the county is going to think Dave took the men out of town on purpose so we could hold it up. <laughs> I see, boss. They want to keep the sheriff out of office for letting Dave fool him. By golly, I never thought of that. Boss, I've got a hand. Yeah, that's the slickest thing yet. And that ain't all. When they throw the sheriff out, most likely they give the badge to that deputy. You mean Lem Moody? That's the fella. Why, that bluffer couldn't catch nobody. He ain't no more of a lawman than a sheep herder. Mm -hmm, I know it. And this is what you've been stealing all the time, boss? Yeah. Then my hat's off to you. From now on, no matter what you say, I'm for it. It'll be about close enough to town now. Please do fine. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. 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 Oh, you can see his orbit from here. These trees will hide us. Just as soon as the posse rides out, we'll ride in. Andy Sanders, Dave's brother, was the sheriff of the county. While the outlaws gathered just outside of town, he sat in his office talking to his deputy, Lem Moody. The conversation turned to Dave. And immediately, Lem flew into a rage. Well, Andy, for all of me, you can do as you darn please. Now, now, Lem, take it easy. There ain't nothing to get mad about. I'm getting fed up with the way you're always sticking up for Dave. And why shouldn't I stick up for him? Seems to me you forget your sheriff of this county sometimes. What's being sheriff got to do with my brother? Are you deaf that you don't know what folks are saying about him? Now, listen here, Lem. Dave is a good square kid. He wouldn't do nothing crooked for no amount of money. And as long as I am sheriff... I'm going to see that he gets a fair deal. Maybe you won't be sheriff so long then. Uh -huh. I've been hearing talk, too. I've been hearing that you'd sort of like to be wearing my bag. It ain't so, Archie. Hey, Andy, i got news for you. Andy, this is what i got to tell you. What is it? What's the matter, Dave? What's bothering you? Zach's place was held up by that ornery low-down crook, Bart Cole. Bart Cole? <laughs> I ain't surprised, none. They shot up Zach and his men, took his cash, and most of his cows. Blasting. You don't surprise me, none. I've only been wondering why it ain't happened before. What are you getting at, Lem? You're Zach's foreman, ain't you? Sure I am. And what of it? Well, there's been some funny talk about you, Dave. Now look here, Lem. Let talk, Andy. I want to hear what he's got to say. Maybe you want to hear it, maybe you don't. But you're going just the same. Well, let's have it. Remember the time Cal Renson's money was stolen? He found your head outside his place? Keep right on talking. And the time Sandy Hawkins saw a fellow with a bunch of rustlers? 
Can the fellow look like you and ride a pinto horse like yours? Are you saying Dave's an outlaw? Ain't saying nothing. Seems to me you've said a lot. All I am saying is that in the light of them things, it don't surprise me none that everybody out of Zach's place got shot up except you. Lame, if you wasn't a deputy of mine. Don't pay attention to him, Andy. I got something more important to talk about. I bet you have. What is it, Dave? I can tell how I can get about Colt and his gang. You mean that? I sure do. Now look here, Andy. You ain't going to listen to me. Shut up, Lem. I'm handling this. What's it all about, Dave? That outlaw called Blackie. Let us slip that the gang is riding the Silver Springs. Silver Springs? Yeah. He said it without thinking. When are they riding there? Ought to be on their way right now. Then that's where we're going. I'm tired of the way Bart Coke's been robbing, thieving, and killing. I'm going to get him this time, if it's the last thing I do. You darn fool. You riding over there, Dave, say so? That's just what I'm doing. Hey, you're a bigger blame idiot than I took you for. You're just letting Dave pick you. You're going to play Well, as long as I'm sheriff, you do as I say. Now get moving. Get Tom and Tex and the Mabley brothers. Get every man in town that can carry a gun. We're riding to Silver Spring. <laughs> Captain the Colt Gang, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, had been on the trail of the outlaws for several days. We see them as they ride toward the hills that separate Brown's Crossing from Silver Springs. Tonto, I believe we found the trail of the outlaws at last. Mm, that's all right. I must have a hideout somewhere in these hills. There's no other place that would serve their purpose. Oh. This isn't a trail the ranchers would use. But nevertheless, riders have come this way often. Often enough to kill the grass in spots. You mean trail good. Not as well as you, Kimasabi. Look, the red fading out. Brown get plenty hard here. Leads into this dry riverbed. Oh. Maybe we find trail on the other side. Yes, we'll go on. They're bound to pick up the trail again somewhere. Why, Colton, his gang must be captured. You'll get them, them all right. If they're not captured, Sheriff Sanders will be put out of office. And a deputy will take his place. Oh. And this is a good man. But Lamb Moody would be useless against the outlaws. With him in office, they'd have everything their own way. Look. There. What do you say, Tato? They're trail again. Those are fresh tracks. Huh? Then go south here. Yes. They've turned after following the riverbed and have headed for Silver Springs. Not right. And the Barcoast gang are going in that direction. It means only one thing. What? That. They're going to attack the town. Come on, Tato. We've got to hurry. Get them up, white fellow. Perhaps we can get there in time to stop their raid. Come on, Silver! <laughs> man in Brown's Crossing had responded to the sheriff's call for volunteers. They formed the posse and charged across country to Silver Spring. The sheriff led them into town, stopping at the bank. I don't see no sign of trouble. Looks like we beat them here. There sure ain't no outlaws in sight. I told you this was a turn fool chase. Oh, sheriff. What brought all you fellas to town? Brought a posse to catch Bar Colt. Bar Colt? He and his gang held up Zach Andrews' place. Send it out for here. Hmm, that's a funny thing. Thinks he'd hide their hair of them. It looks plain funny to me, too. There can't be no mistake. Dave heard one of the gang say it was coming. Maybe it was an intended mistake. Sheriff, I'm beginning to think things look clear, too. No, listen to me. Sam is the only one that's been suspicioning things around here about Dave. 
Well, he would talk all over the county. But you would never listen to it. You've been too doggone stubborn. Why, you ain't going to treat that thing before. Well, I reckon you've got to. We've been letting you have your own way too long. And that's a fact. All I've got to say is this. If you Look, go on... The horseman, he's riding him like he's got plenty of important news. It's fact. That's him, all right. I wouldn't tell him. Oh, 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 Something awful happened. My clothes been to Brown's crossing. Oh, that can't be so. It is so. I had to hunt up my horse. After you left her, I wouldn't have seen him. They come into town just as soon as you and the posse went out of sight. What did them coyotes do? Do? There ain't nothing they ain't done. When I slipped out of town, they broke into the bank of the general store and the cafe. There was nobody left to stand them off. Sheriff, it was you and Dave brought us here. It was you that picked the clothes that could do their thieving without us going. And it was Dave said the fight was coming to Silver Springs. Listen, listen for me. We have been listening to you two blame long. Maybe you and Dave are both working for Bart Cole. Fellas, we ought to string them up. Turn down your badge, Andy. You're all through being sheriff. I says to string them up. String them up. Go ahead, boys. I ain't standing your way. Come on, no, no, don't do it. We are making a mistake. Come Another outlaw. Take your hands off those men. I'm the lawyer. You can't do this. I'll do exactly what I tell you. I'll shoot the first man to move. You got the drop on us now, but we ain't forgetting that white horse. And if we ever catch you, wolves, you're coming with me, Sheriff. Who are you? Why are you helping me out? I'll explain that later. You ready, Dave? You bet I am. Come on. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Cloud of death and a hearty high silver and the Lone Ranger. Now on with our story. Bart Polk gang attacked Zach Andrews' ranch and allowed Dave Sanders, one of Zach's men, to hear them plan a raid on Silver Springs. Dave informed his brother the sheriff. A posse was organized which rode to Silver Springs. As soon as the sheriff left Brown's crossing, the outlaws raided the town. When news of the attack reached the posse, they accused the sheriff and Dave of being crooked and would have lynched them had they not been saved by the Lone Ranger. Our second act opens as the masked man, accompanied by Tonto, the sheriff, and Dave, attempts once more to pick up the trail of the outlaws. I know, this is where we lost the trail of the outlaws and picked up the trail of the posse by mistake. Uh-huh. So that's how you come to find us in Silver Springs. You were thinking you were following Bart's coat. Yes. And during lucky for us, you did. Well, oh, fellas. Here, here. I must be. It was in this arroyo where the trail disappeared before. Tonto. Uh-huh. I believe I understand. We crossed the arroyo. That's why we discovered the trail of the posse. But the outlaws must have continued up the arroyo. Yeah, I bet you were right. You can't see marks of the hoofs on this ground. It's been taken by the sun until it's almost as hard as rock. That's all the more reason to believe the outlaws would come this way. Mm. Say, ain't there some smoke in the air? There is smoke. Can you tell where it comes from, Kilo Savvy? Uh, come from up there. We must be getting close. Oh, 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 o
You take care, no. It's a good pleasure, Bart, to bring you sin out of the way from everything. I lived out here all my life. Never been in this stretch before. There's a picket down in that hollow. Many horse there. Keep your horses down. We'll get as close to the camp as we can. We might be able to learn something we can use. Come on, quietly. We just sort of want in the bronze cross and help ourselves. <laughs> what are we going to do next, boy? I've been thinking. Yeah? I've been doing a heap of thinking about the Yellow King gold mine south of town. I wonder about them easterners. Well, that's a many rich outfit. Don't come no richer. I hear they've been taking close to 100,000 years out of that hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. They got their own smelter. Well, what's that got to do with it? Turn the ore into gold, put the bars in their own storehouse. My golly, that's right. Well, I'd forgot about that. Well, ain't that kind of risky? The sheriff I drove over that way pretty often to keep an eye on things. And you're the sheriff no more. Unless I miss my guess. <laughs> but Lem Moody is. Lem Moody. He's going to stay out of town unless he's got a mighty good reason. As to what we done the grounds cross and he don't dare. Yeah, that's right. I got rid of Andy. We figured so that slow-thinking Lem is sheriff. You think it's safe to ride the mine? Ain't nothing safer. When do we ride? Well, I'll tell you, boys. I believe in fast action. We've done a lot of things today. We raided Zach Andrews, we cleaned out the town, so no one's going to be expecting us to do anything else real soon. So I says we ought to get after the Yellow King first thing in the morning. Whatever you say is good enough for us, boss, and that's what we're doing. The mine's about ten miles from here across country. We'll get started about summer. Before then, dudes who get to sleep on our eyes, we're going to have so much gold that maybe we won't ever have to do any more robbing at feel about us, maybe you won't ever be again. And if you believe Lane can be persuaded to set a trap for Bart at the mine? Him? Our coat's pretty slick. He had Lem sized upright. It'll take the heat to make Lem ride out of town with a posse. And the worst of it is, Bart's the gym of the law so many false leads that even if Lem wanted to, he couldn't believe any of them. That's going to make it hard. Yeah. But perhaps there's something we can do. What's that? If me and Andy can help you, just say the word. You will be able to help. The first part of the plan will depend upon Tyler and myself. Me? He do what you say. We'll find a safe place to camp, and then we'll decide exactly what to do. You do the thinking, friend, and we'll do what you tell us. You've saved our lives. So I reckon me and Andy owes you more than we can find words for. The important thing now is to get our plan worked out. Come on, come on, White. Get up there, get Get on. from the general store. And it was Dave's trick that made them things happen. You mean the trick Dave played on Andy? Maybe Andy was fooled, and maybe he wasn't. I've got my own ideas on that. You think Andy was in on the scheme, too? Maybe and maybe not. But I'm telling you, fellas, one thing for sure. Nobody's going to make a fool out of me that way. Bart Cole's been planning all kinds of fake leads for us to follow. But now he's going to find that he's up against an hombre that's just as smart as he is. Me, one, get through. What's the engine one? You... New sheriff? Sure, I'm the sheriff. Mr. Silverbridge? We got news for you. 
Jones. Me tell you what outlaw do. Oh, Bot Colts gang? That right. I want to hear this. Go ahead, Agent. What are them sidewinders going to do? Them right to Briggs Ranch. <laughs> Say Briggs, I'd be new. And how come you to know so much? Outlaw fella not see me. But me hear what outlaw fellas say. Overheard their plans, eh? Not right. And you want me to take a posse to Briggs Place and catch them crooks? Uh, you do that? Man, you are Don't you go to worry, Tex. I'll handle this. You sure you heard right, Redskin? Me sure. Well, let me see. I could get the boys together and be waiting for Bart when he shows up. It wouldn't be no stun at all to trail his whole bench. You go you get outlaw. By thunderation, Lame, if you're going to let yourself be hornswoggled like Andy... Yes, hold on. All right, Redskin. Thanks for the tip. I'll take everybody I can get hold of and lay for them coyotes out of the range. Mm, that good thing. Me go. Hey, look here, Andy. Let the Redskin go. Huh? What incarnation got into you? You didn't figure I fell for that stuff, did you? But you said... Sure, you... I let him think so. No use tipping my hand to one of Bart's men, but I got a scheme. Yeah? I'm going to follow that engine. And I got a hunch the Redskin will take me just where I want to go. Roger, uh, tell Did you see the sheriff? Mm, me tell him. But Sheriff, will I not believe Tonto? Wait. I will apologize. Someone hid behind that tree over there. Oh, that Sheriff, fella. Good. I was afraid that we'd have to allow ourselves to be overheard at the window because, hey, this is even better. Uh, you tell that movie that Bart will attack the Briggs Ranch? Uh, Tonto will do that. Did he say he'd send a posse there? Uh, uh, uh. Fool him, Petty. Him go to ranch, all right. And there's no danger that Lawman will be near the Yellow King Gold Mine. Them far away from there. And Bart will be glad to hear that. He knew if he could trick the other sheriff, it'll be easier to trick this one. <laughs> that right. That scheme worked just the way he said it would. Lawman will take his posse to the ranch. But at six in the morning, we'll raid the mine while the Lawman are miles in the other direction. <laughs> That's plenty funny thing. Lem <laughs> going back. Oh. He's heard all that he needs to hear. You go back to the cafe and tell the man he's learned Bart's real plans. Oh, uh, that's what he'll do. We've played our part game, Saga. Now we can only wait until morning. Yes, sir. Right, fella. We'll return to camp. And you'll be waiting for us. Oh, man, good fire. They're both fine men, Saga. Huh? Let's hope that we can help them. Come on, Saga. White fella. Just about anything a man could want. 
What's that? They're pulling on a white horse. And men with him. They're shooting me. We can get out of here. We can't. They're blocking the only way we can go. You can't get in the storehouse. Let's for cover. There's only four left to rush them. Most likely there's more behind. Do that, Petty. Get in the storehouse. See, they stopped just the gunshot. Why at them anyway? Maybe we can hit them. Yeah. Then four, fellas. We'll be all right. Any more coming? We're sunk. And there is more coming. Boss, what do we do? Who are you wrong, Petty, for a change? They joined up with them first, fellas. And now they're all coming down this way. Who are you, guys? I'm not, I'm not going to be shot down like a dog. I'm, I'm going to give myself up. I'm giving myself up, I'm telling you. I ain't going to get killed. Right, me too. Hey, there's a box around the back. We got it, man. We got the whole thing. We got Hart and the engine and Dave and Andy. We ain't missed the one. Then, maybe you're wrong about something. What's that? Andy and the last fella and the rest of them were holding the outlaws here when they come up. They weren't the thought at all. That's right, ma'am. I've seen it all. And what's the idea? I can explain. Come here, ma'am. Andy and Dave were both honest. It wasn't their fault that they were tricked before. Right, but you me. wouldn't believe them. They were trying to get Andy's job. That ain't so I wasn't trying. Me. Dave and Andy were with me when we learned the plan for the outlaw. But we knew you'd be too stubborn to believe us that we told you the truth. I reckon none of us would have believed this, stranger. So we tricked you twice. Huh? First, my friend here told you that the outlaws would... Raid the rest along the bridge. Then he let you, Lamb, follow him and overhear the plan to raid the man. You mean you see me? We knew you were listening. Lamb, he was only half as smart as Andy. He only got fooled that way once. But they tricked you double all in the same evening. Andy, as far as I'm concerned, you're still the sheriff. And I guess we all know now that Dave had nothing to do with the outlaw. Thanks, fellas. But it was the masked man that done it all. If it hadn't been for him, Bart would be raiding yet, and me and Dave would probably have been strung up. Come on, Kimball, boy! There's danger ahead! We're riding against Mark Jack Martin! of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.
Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!